What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today, we are going to talk about the games from yesterday because we are back on schedule. This is so exciting. Okay, so we have Cal Harrison, 2.1 innings, one earned run, one hit, three walks in two Ks. What do you know? Cal Harrison is uh, a little bit wild and has bad command. Shocking. More at 11. Framber Valdez also pitched 1.1 innings, three and runs, five hits, one walk, and two Ks. And every single time Framber pitches, I'm going to be sending this stat line to uh, Jason Collette, who I got to say, I got to give a shout out because I, I made a joke of it. He did not draft Cole Reagans. He drafted Framber Valdez at the start of the third round in TGFBI. So what does he do? He nominates Cole Reagans as the first pitcher of AL labor last night, $18, honestly, and Framber went for 23 Just saying, that was pretty awesome. Uh, and a big shout-out to Chris and Collette for that, which is super, super fun. Framber Valdez will be fine. Don't worry about this one. But Cole Reagans, three innings, zero and runs, one hit, one walk, three Ks. There was no video because life is stupid. But, yeah, I mean, I saw, like, some brief highlight thing that MLB had. And, yeah, he looked great, and he's still pumping Ched and... He's amazing, and I might actually have him at like SP10. I'm not even kidding when I do my next uh, SP list update, which I don't know when it's going to be. I think on Monday, I'm not going to do an actual update to the list. I'm just going to have an update to everything that's going on in spring training team by team again and just say like, look, these are the things that are important. This is what these are the pictures that I want to highlight um, because of how spring is going. And that's probably better for you than a real addition to the list because honestly, we don't really know enough for me to make proper changes to my ranks yet. There are certain guys I say, yes, they're going up, but some of them might be going down and then I just pull them up in a week or so. So I think I'm going to have the list come out next uh, Monday, that is the 11th, for the, the first official update and then probably do it once a week or so until the start of the really make it proper from there. And then I'll have my draft guide out on Wednesday, no, Thursday, I believe next week, Thursday or Friday. So be on the lookout for those. And yeah, Mackenzie Gore, three innings, zero and runs, one hit, one walk, and three Ks. I, I don't have anything else to say about this, but it does seem like his velocity is maybe still there and his fastballs are upstairs. And this might be a very good time to jump in on Mackenzie Gore. Alex Wood, two innings, three and runs, and we don't care about this. Robert Gasser, two innings, two and runs, four hits, zero walks, and five K, uh, two Ks. And with Wade Miley, 50 50. Robert Gasser is in the mix now because you have D.L. Hall, Aaron Ashby, Robert Gasser, Jacob Junis, Colin Ray, and Joe Ross. That's six pitchers for four spots, possibly. It was three, but now it could be four with Wade Miley 50-50 to start the year. So I'm going to treat that as at least a week missing for Wade Miley. Um, that's just a smart way of thinking about it. He'll be back into it, but it might mean that someone jumps in. I wouldn't think it would be Robert Gasser, more like um, Joe Ross getting that spot or Jacob Junis or something like that just because they wouldn't want to push him and then pull him back down when Wade Miley is okay. Jairo uh, Iriarte, I think I got that right. Two innings, zero in runs, uh, one hit, one walk, one K. We didn't get to see him, of course. This is all stuff on, that's not on TV, but uh, that's exciting. He's just a hard-throwing prospect for the Padres. I don't expect him to come up early. Same with Drew Thorpe. Two innings, zero in runs, one hit, zero walks, and four Ks. Here at First Pitch Florida, um, we had a great panel yesterday from uh, James Anderson and Jeff Pontus who were saying, like, who are the guys that they'd like the most? It was two changeup guys, Gavin Stone and Drew Thorpe. Um, I'm not as high on changeup guys for fantasy purposes, considering I think their ceiling is uh, more limited, and I want to go for the more the electric over the top. They were talking, I think, more for, like, just long-term production and everything, but some, you know, some focus on this year. And uh, James Anderson made a really good point about Gavin Stone being not a reliever. So if the Dodgers really want to use him, 
you're going to have to use them as a proper starter or just do something else with them. And uh, when it comes to Drew Thorpe, I think the Padres can be a little bit slower on it. At the end of the day, both of them are change of focus without overwhelming four-seamers. And really, my rule of thumb these days is if you are not a prospect pitcher with uh, sorry, you are, if you are a prospect pitcher without an overwhelming four-seamer, it's really hard for you to be a very effective starter throughout the year. Unless you're like Tanner Bybee with a slider and changeup in the zone that get more whiffs than I think they should. Or uh, honestly, that's or like a command guy like Logan Allen. Um, it's really hard to find a guy that would be that effective. So for redraft purposes, Drew Thorpe, Michael, sorry, not Michael Grove, uh, Gavin Stone, I'm not really that interested because of that. But obviously, we're going to be monitoring them. Brandon Williamson, three innings, three and runs, five hits, zero walks, and three Ks. He's on the outs of the Reds right now, and that's just not something you want to see. Slate to Sony as well, two innings, two and runs, five hits, one walk, one K. Not really going to talk much about those guys. It's Ryan Nelson's number five for the Diamondbacks. And Carlos Carrasco, 1.2 innings, zero and runs, one hit, one walk, and zero strikeouts. I think he's doing well enough that the Guardians are going to keep him around. While Tyler Beattie, uh, I know this is kind of a joke, but also 2.2 innings, one run, four hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. And I think he's going to get released by the Guardians, and somebody's going to pick him up. And for those in super deep leagues, just be aware of Tyler Beattie being serviceable. That's all. If it's a Rockies, obviously not, but that's a different reason. And then lastly, Tyler Glasnow, three innings, zero and run, zero hits, one walk, five Ks. Everything is cool. Uh, Michael Kopech, uh, two innings, zero and runs, zero walks, one walk, and five strikeouts. That's a huge, huge good sign for him. Um, I still don't want to chase this whatsoever, but obviously monitor this continuously. Um, with the Cubs, you have Justin Steele, not looking that great. Three innings and two and runs, whatever, who cares? Javier Assad is more important because it's two innings, four and runs, and I pretty much think that he's out of the running to be in that rotation. It does seem like it's Jordan Wicks after the, what, three-inning stint yesterday, but maybe Caleb Killian does steal it too. I think it's just between Wicks and Killian at this point, and I'm very, very curious about them because if it is Caleb Killian, that is absurdly interesting. Um, you have Randy Vasquez, three innings, one and run, two. It's two walks, four strikeouts, though. Um, definitely follow, uh, follow that one because it looks like he has a uh, starting position spot for the Padres at the moment. Reed Detmers, 1.2 innings and two and runs, two. It's four walks, two Ks. Oh, boy, that's not a good sign at all. And Tyler Wells, two innings, zero and runs, one hit, zero walks, and zero Ks. He has a rotation spot for the the Orioles and Bryce Elder, three innings of three earned runs, four walks, zero, uh, sorry, four hits, zero walks, and three Ks. The main thing with Bryce Elder is that he's the SP5 right now for the for Atlanta, but if he continues to not perform well, um, I mean, this is better at least than the caper walk, but if he's going to continue struggling in any way, that opens the door for, say, like Darius Vines, who had a good game yesterday, or which I don't expect it to be, or AJ Smith Shaver, who looked amazing, um, and maybe Reynaldo Lopez, who is going today. So, Keep all of that in mind there for Atlanta, because if you're pitching for Atlanta, this is a very good thing. Um, all right, we're going to talk about all the guys that were featured on StatCast yesterday, and we're going to do that after this break. Lucas Giolito won 2.1 innings off four and runs, two hits, three walks, one K. It's unfortunate because he looked really good in that first one. It was a harder slider, though. Three ticks more than uh, than usual, which means it's more of a cutter movement. And I dig that because it was never really this overwhelming whiff pitch for Giolito. You have the changeup to get whiffs. You have the four-seamer trying to get strikes, too. And you have both of those pitches working. That's pretty nice. Um, he's still at 94. It wasn't 95, but it was 94 with, when we had StackCast data. Um, he has an inch more uh, rise, which is nice to see So on uh, in, uh, when it comes to vertical break. Um, that is uh, IVB. That's a good thing. Um, 8 over 48 whiffs um, overall, too, which is cool with me. So I'm still in here on uh, Giolito. 
Uh, Joe Ryan, two innings, two and runs, three hits, one walk, two Ks. The real cool thing is they threw sinkers inside of right-handers, and he didn't have that at all last year, and that's so good. I mean, he located them well. This is absolutely what you want. And what do you know? The fastball's up another tick from last year. So if you remember, Joe Ryan was like 91, 92. Then last year, he was 92, 93. Now he's like 93 and change. All good things there for Joe Ryan, except that he doesn't have a new slider and the splitter is the same thing. And that's a little concerning. But this new, the new addition of the sinker will help him prevent home runs. And that's a big, big deal. Louis Varland is a big deal now because Tony Disco might not be ready. It's not confirmed that he's going to be out. But if... Anthony Descafani is, Louis Varland finally is going to get the opportunity, and he's the fourth best pitcher to me on the, the Twins, not Paddock, not Descafani. Arguably the third, you could say, but no, he's the fourth. Two innings, zero and runs, zero hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Um, he had cutters and sliders in this one. Um, he had zero for 19 fastball whiffs, however, um, it was just four swings, and all of those were foul balls, and he had seven called strikes on this. So that's 11 out of 19 strikes, we'll take that. Um, with Varland, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I seriously am. And uh, I am very, very curious how many innings he goes next time and what the word is on Descofani. But I would be getting Louis Varland at the end of all drafts right now. Ranger Suarez had a, a, a solid line, three innings, zero runs, uh, one hit, zero walks, and two Ks. But he was down two ticks and something to monitor there. I mean, not that we were in on Suarez before, but he does have a rotation spot. It's a better defense than he used to be. I mean, he is your NL only sleeper, I guess so you could say, because no one cares about Ranger Suarez and he has an opportunity, except he's down two ticks. So monitor that one. Also, down velocity are both Kenta Maeda and Garrett Cole. I'm not really worried about Garrett Cole. Um, he did throw two effective cutters to left-handers, and that's cool. Um, he did allow a a pummeled triple and a pummeled home run, but don't worry about Garrett Cole here, and he did spot a slider well. While Kenta Maeda was down to one to two ticks, the splitter was just thrown four times, which is kind of interesting. I would think that he'd want to focus on that more. We're not going to be too worried about Kenta Maeda yet, obviously leaning into this um, and uh, ramping up, but it is something to at least know because he was down relative to the previous start as well. Um, we also had Brian Wu, 1.2 innings of forward run, six hits, but zero walks in three Ks. He allowed a home run. And really, it was the damage done on his uh, his sinker and his uh, four-seamer. Um, the cutter, changeup, and slider went one for 12 whiffs, just five for 12 strikes. Not great, but he had good pitch separation. And uh, he just made some mistakes. They got hit. Sinker didn't get in far enough. Far enough. Um, honestly, the four-seamer did get in, but they still did damage on it. I'm not worried about Brian Wu here. This wasn't one of those starts to go, oh, no, I'm so wrong in this. Nah, we're still good here. Luis Severino is a little more interesting, though. There was two innings of zero runs, zero hits, zero walks, and one strikeout. He had more sinkers than four-seamers, and he didn't regain the IVB, that is the vertical movement on his four-seamer that we want, the induced vertical break. And... Yeah, that isn't good. I was kind of hoping he went to driveline and was figuring out the problems that he had last year because 2022 Luis Severino versus 2023, a much worse four-seamer. All of the pitch-shaped stuff that I talk about from like height-adjusted VAA, which is just the angle of the ball coming in, um, and you essentially want certain angles to make it harder to hit. Uh, I don't have any data on that, but I do have the data on that induced vertical break, and it doesn't really seem like that is doing well. So... Especially considering that he's leaning on sinkers, I don't like that. Um, he does have a new tighter slider um, that has less break, and uh, it seemed like it's helping him. It's a slower changeup as well, but overall, the whole thing just didn't look great, and I'm not as enthused right now in Severino as I was before. Uh, Matthew Libertor, three innings, one earned run, two hits, one walk, zero strikeouts. Someone to consider, at least for the Cardinals, as he's one of their backup options, and the fact that he's hinting at 95 is good. 25% slider, he was leaning on it more. Um, he located his fastball as well as kept the slider somewhat down. 
okay, I'm not really jumping anywhere for this. I'm excited when Liebertrud gets the opportunity because the slider isn't really dominating. But at least he's at 95 miles per hour, and I'm sure we're going to see opportunities with Matthew Liebertrud this year. Mitch Keller, two innings, three and runs, four hits, two walks, two Ks, did not do well. Cutter and Sinker got hit. Uh, he was mostly cutter and sinker in this one. His cutter didn't allow the hard hit stuff. It was a sinker. Only three four seamers. I'm encouraged by that, but he's not throwing his sweeper in his in his curve. What are you doing? It was just really like sinkers and cutters. 47% CSW on that cutter. So the line looks bad. It does. Six base runners in two innings and three hundred runs. Uh, command wasn't as good as we've seen from him. And, you know, I was talking to some people here. Like, Mitch Keller is one of those guys that has a command that's just so good one day, and then it's just not the next. And, yeah, I don't want to do this. I really don't. Uh, I love the fact that he's moving away from the four-seamer because that's a terrible pitch. Um, is the sinker that much better? Um, the cutter is, but the sinker's got to be spotted better than this, and he also needs to be leaning into slider and curve. Obviously, it's spring training, so who knows, but just monitor Mitch Keller, and you know he's going to have those good days, he's going to have those bad days, and it's I don't want that. I want to feel like I know what I'm going to get from my pitcher, so I don't really want to touch Mitch Keller. And we have three more guys here, really one more game, which is the Marlins and the Phils. And Jesus Lazaro looked normal. He was at 96 miles per hour. He didn't really have the greatest command, but at least he got his slider down, which is good. I'm a little bit out still on Lazardo. I'm very undecided of, I don't really think that he's going to be overwhelmingly good, but he's obviously beneficial. So I'm trying to figure out exactly where I should be putting him in my drafts. Um, Aaron Nola was not good. Uh, he had nine hard hit balls in this one, did not have his best command. His cutter wasn't great. His changeup was too much in the zone. He missed locations. His velocity was down one to two ticks. This was just not good. And I am a little worried about Aaron Nola. Um, we often go through this song and dance of just like, all right, do your thing, whatever. And I feel as if I'm a little too high on him at the moment. Um, I have him in that um, second tier or really the third one after like all the really good ones and I'm probably going to push him into that safety tier um, where Bradish was. And I'm going to have uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I got to really figure out the like the 10 through 20 for the list. Because Bradish is gone. I feel like I got to move back Yamamoto and Miller slightly just because of the innings cap. Um, I need to move up Reagans. I need to move up Scooble. So I got to figure all that out. Uh, I'll have that in that Monday update. But Aaron Nola, I, I feel like I'm a little too confident that he's going to regain everything. And I need to, yeah, change that a little bit. Spencer Turnbull exists. And I just don't want to ignore him because he went two innings, zero to run, zero hits, zero walks, and four Ks. And given how the fills don't really have like the greatest options, he might actually be a relevant one for the Phillies. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Four Ks in two innings, 40% sliders, five for 11 whiffs on it. Really good feel for good locations with it. Just a 93 mile per hour heater, though, not 94, 95, 75% strikes overall. Just monitor Spencer Turnbull and know that he exists. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for uh, putting up with my delays and everything like that. But we're back, baby, and we've got some fun games today. Uh, I, of course, every single day I tweet them out. If you want to stay on top of it, it is my SP Spring Notes or Spring SP Notes is the hashtag for it. And today I've showed Imanaga, we have Cole Irvin, Marcus Stroman, Brian Bayo, Josiah Gray, Bailey Ober, Renato Lopez, Chris Bassett, Dylan Cease, John Gray, um, Kyle Hurt, also Ryan Yarbrough, I guess, in there. But there's also Jose Soriano, and I do want to mention really quickly that Ron Washington is saying, like, yeah, he's fighting for a rotation spot. And we go, wait, who? The reliever last year? Really? And he's starting today. 
Um, the quick hit on him is as four seamer does not have good shape. It is upper 90s, like he threw like 98 plus in the pen last year with his four seamer. It's not good four seamer shape in any way. Like he does not get a good extension, which is pretty obvious. It's just extensions how far down the mound is he getting, how close to the plate is. You want more of that, obviously. Um, and then his IVB, that is his vertical rise on his fat four seamer, is really, really low. Um, and then his uh, his arm angle that would suggest it's being good as an upstairs pitch or downstairs. It's steep. So that means that it's better downstairs. Um, thing is, he throws a legit sinker. And he should probably just throw that more than his four-seamer. And it has good movement down and arm side. He comes in at 96. So it's probably going to be closer to like 94, I would think, as a starter. His curve is his best pitch. Had like a 42% CSW in his 30 games last year, which is absolutely mo- remarkable. But it does Jose, Jose Soriano have a third pitch? I'm curious to just kind of see him be like, oh, maybe this is something or not. All right, that is it for today. Uh, I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning. Uh, make sure you leave a rating or review. And remember, if you're listening to this on the main Pitcherless Fantasy Baseball channel, all of our podcast feeds have their own individual ones. So if you just want certain shows and you don't want everything updated, you can subscribe to the Plus Pitch Podcast individually as well. As, of course, everything else like on the corner, on the wire, etc. All right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.